welcome to a new episode of the V Superheroes. Um, hey, Fredericks. Everything okay? Yeah. Everything okay. And there is a there is one other guest in this uh, in this podcast. Welcome, Kim. Hey guys. Hey Kim. Hey Kim. Hey uh, Kim. Today and and guys in general, we're uh, we're here today to talk a little bit about uh, VMware and its community. Now we're based in Belgium, um, and um, we have our VXPert Pro, the, the first VXPert Pro in the in the region, um, with us as a guest today. Um, so we are going to be again the two-year-olds, um, where uh, we are going to ask a lot, a lot of um, why questions. Um, so. Uh, Kim, maybe you can uh, first introduce yourself, introduce where you're working or on what you're working or for who you're working, uh, and then we can jump into the community uh, part of VMware. So, uh, who's Kim? Hey. And, and why Kim? And why Kim? <laughs> That's my question. So why Kim? <laughs> why Kim? Why? Well, I'm Kim. I work for ITQ as a virtualization consultant. And currently, I'm engaged in one of the big projects for PSO, mm-hmm. uh, where I do all kinds of uh, monitoring magic with VMware products, of course. And I'm here today uh, at the uh, request of, of, of you guys to talk yeah. a little bit about the VXPert program. And, and, uh, and, and who is ITQ? Because that's, uh, ITQ is for potentially not all the audience a known, uh, a known partner. Right. Um, ITQ is, is one of the uh, bigger partners of VMware, I, I like to think. Mm-hmm. Uh, we specialize in the whole VMware stack, so we have uh, competencies. Um, well, we basically have all the competencies that VMware currently has. So um, the ma- you mean the master competencies yes, for, the master for, uh, competencies, for partners? Yes, yeah. exactly. Yes. So what we do most of the times is, is uh, integrate uh, your IT into the whole VMware stack, or basically use the VMware stack to, uh, to create beautiful solutions at clients. Uh, a lot of our partners have a broad portfolio when it comes to solutions. Am I right in saying that ITQ is focused on VMware only? Yes. I think that for 99.5%, we are only VMware Perfect. solution based. Yes. Only for some, uh, some, some, uh, I should I say, some container stuff, we do some different uh, technologies as well. But, but in those cases as well, it's always VMware related. And so it's still in the family, I would say, because it's yes. all PKS and stuff like that as it's well. It's all PKS, yes. It's yeah. all BAS uh, yeah. and uh, all the. Solutions that actually integrate with VMware stack. Yeah. And you're a uh, virtualization consultant. What's what's behind the name? Huh. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's me. <laughs> so uh, what 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 is what is your what is your role? Is your is your role uh, thinking on on the architecture of the solution, or is your role implementing the actual solution, or is it something in between? What's your actual role? So my role, yeah, my role basically is both of them. So we do the designing, we do the architecture. And we do the implementation. What we normally do not do is the uh, operations part of it. So most of the time, if we get to a client side, we design a solution, we implement the solution, and then we do a handover to the client, tell them, look, this is the product. You should use it like this, this, and this. And if you want to try this, this, and this, I would advise you not to do this because the product hasn't been developed around these things. Yeah, and and are you also uh, writing like operational manuals to, to bring stuff into call it day two operations is that also something that yes. is part of the, of the role yes yeah. in my case yes okay. so i go to the client uh, do the design after design i do the implementation i write all the guides so the design uh, the implementation guide and then afterwards i also do an operations guide mm-hmm. uh, at least for the bits and pieces that are not quite that obvious with that operations guide i then do a handover to the team that actually has to take over all the functions or mm-hmm. has to uh, 
operate the whole environment afterwards. Yeah. How, how much of that is like reinventing the wheel? Is, is it specialized? Is, is that where the true value of ITQ lies? Reinventing the wheel. Mm. Can you clarify? Yeah, that sure. Because a, a lot of day two operations are, is, is already, I believe, well well documented. But I, I think the value of ITQ is that it's it's uh, building those documents and eh, those those guides um, focused for that specific case for that specific customer, right? So. Um, What's the word I'm looking for? It's, it's almost like a snowflake, really. Uh, it's tailored, yeah. Yeah, tailored, tailored, tailored custom made. Yeah. Is that the case, or is yes. it? Yes. Yeah. Most of the times, it's it's tailor made. So if the client has specific requests, we have to make sure that those requests are incorporated into the documentation. Often that is a bit of a snowflake environment uh, because it's it's really custom created for a specific client. We try to keep it as much or as close to uh, the. Uh, should I say the the uh, vision that VMware has mm -hmm. to make sure that the client and afterwards could still migrate to something new and can keep following up with the with the technology uh, how the technology is growing at VMware. What we do not want is to implement something that the client can only use once, mm. which would be the, the in my case at least or for me the real definition of a snowflake environment. Yeah, right. But you create a snowflake for a customer. Yes. And then he can he can. <laughs> use that snowflake multiple times or or during the life cycle of the complete snowflake if you call it. yes or, <laughs> yeah. or, <laughs> or in some cases you develop a snowflake uh -huh. for a client for example for monitoring um, it's a snowflake because you know that it's custom created for the specific client yeah. it cannot be operated outside of that environment but at the same time you have to make sure that the client even if he ends up with just a snowflake that you can take that snowflake and migrate it into the next version and the next yeah. version. So you always have to do some kind of a handover, tell the client, look, if you have to migrate your environment into a new version, this is what you have to do to make sure that your snowflake can migrate to. Yeah, yeah, and, and not to scare our, our listeners or customers in, in into the terms that we use, right? So it's not that we're out looking for those snowflakes. What, what I mean by snowflakes is that we have generic solutions that are applicable to all use cases, all customers, all verticals, mm -hmm. all, all kinds of scenarios. But it typically tends to end up like a, in, in a snowflake-like environment where they want some specific things done for, for their specific environment or, or whatever kind of application they're, they're hosting or want to scale or I don't know. Th that's what I was looking for. So the... The, the real differences between an, an, a generic approach, uh, because a lot of our partners say, okay, we can do vSphere, we can do vRealize, we can do networking, we can do uh, digital workspace related stuff, but in a, we, we, we just click next, basically. Eh? You pay us to click next and we install it for you and then it's up to you. While I think the value of ITQ is we, with ITQ, you have the power to really custom build something from design to delivery to day two, all the way end yeah, to end. It's, it's, a, it's more the integration of every every component. Exactly. The, building the consistent platform for a customer. Exactly. And that consistent platform potentially has some tailor-made um, switches you need to yeah. turn on yeah. and off. Um, but but let's let's call the, the the standard building block will be implemented, and then from there on, ITQ has the the knowledge and the and the, the track record to basically put the switches on and off or exactly. halfway yeah. through or whatever. So that, that I think that is a little bit how, how ITQ operates today. Uh, and and uh, actually, your, your, your couple of guys that are operating all over EMEA, yourself included. Uh, well, Europe in your case, well, not really Europe, but still. Uh, <laughs> so in, lying somewhere in the geography of Europe. Um, on to the next thing, 
community, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I know, an, an, I think it was one year, one year and a half ago, we had a we had a dinner somewhere in the in the in Mechelen, eh? um, where um, where we had the first like, let's say seeds planted to uh, to revamp or to create a more um, community that is more alive within the Belux region. So Belux for our listeners, Belgium and Luxembourg. Um, and Kim was one of the of the drivers behind that. He, he was um, he was someone with a good, good couple of ideas to to revamp that uh, that, that community. Uh, and 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 maybe Kim just um, to share maybe your your ideas back in back in the day. Uh, what were those ideas? Oh, I think the first idea that I had was that there actually was no real V community in Belgium. Correct. The only place where we got together was VMAC in Belgium, and once a year. To, yeah, once a year. Then we should chat up a little bit, but apart from that, everything that had been launched so far always seemed to fail a little bit because it was, how should I say, there was no real group feeling across the uh, yeah. V community. And what, were, what, what was the thing that we were lacking? Was it like um, people pushing the community? Was it the, um, uh, let's say, the group feeling? Where were, where were we lacking? Uh, I think it was a bit of both. Mm-hmm. We were lacking in the fact that nobody wanted to take charge of it. Mm-hmm. Um, Eric tried to do it, Eric Schultz, mm-hmm. which is the VMAC leader, leader in Belgium, yeah. tried to do some additional VMAC sessions throughout the year, but he told me that uh, there was a lack of interest. Mm-hmm. And then I noticed uh, that in the Netherlands and in the States, there was this thing called V-Bears, mm-hmm. which had never been tried in Belgium. Correct. But I lacked the platform to, to actually launch this. And so I told Tom, which is my manager, Tom, hey... Uh, would you mind if I would put some time into developing the V community in Belgium and, and really try to drive the V Experts program forward? Mm-hmm. And Tom told me, hey, Kim, I think that's a good idea. Let's, yeah. let's give this some thought. Mm-hmm. And then within the week, there was a new person at the table. I think, uh, I think it's me you're talking about. Huh? <laughs> yes. <laughs> and that's how it kicked off. So we really uh, revamped the whole V Experts mm-hmm. program in Belgium, at least, tried to give it a bit more impetus. Mm-hmm. We got Stan involved. Stan came actually with the bright idea of involving VMware and really relaunched the V-Bears mm-hmm. in Belgium. And V-Barbecue was your idea. Yeah, V-Barbecue <laughs> was my idea. Yeah, we'll Best idea yeah. ever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if, I, if I hear the community now, it's uh, can't we do another barbecue in the winter as well? Well, uh, let, let's start with one, right? So let's start <laughs> with the summer barbecue and see what happens yeah. there. Uh, but indeed, it was, a, it was a, an idea that came from you. Uh, was uh, was pushed to Tom. Tom involved me, and we had a we had a, we had a dinner somewhere in in Mechelen where we where we discussed your uh, well the idea of V beers and uh, and yeah we only had how much was it I think it was twelve V experts in total I think twelve or fourteen or something twelve, 12 in twelve in Belgium and then two in Luxembourg maybe maybe what that was the starting point I can't remember no it was twelve the twelve in total twelve in total yeah, so ten and two yeah. Some of them which were not really involved anymore. Yeah. That's why you've noticed that one of them dropped out this yeah. year. Yeah, correct. Um, <coughs> so uh, so maybe, yeah, because you, you said uh, the V-Expert program, um, what is it? What is the V-Expert program? Well, I think for most people, it's still the advocacy program of VMware, mm-hmm. where basically we go to other people and tell them how great the VMware products are and what they can actually do with them. Mm-hmm. I think a part of it is, is, is a lot of uh, evangelism, as uh, Frederick just told us, uh, mm-hmm. I think 10 minutes ago, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which is the case. It's, it's mostly evangelism. Yeah. Uh, I think that uh, what some people seem to think that the V-expert status is some kind of um, 
technical accreditation mm -hmm. well it's definitely not that we do not we do not actually wish to make the v expert uh, accreditation to be some kind of a technical accreditation mm -hmm. this is really about the community about how much you put into the community how much, how much effort you give you put back yeah. to the community yeah. and that and that giving back piece and okay we're having four mics on the table that's giving back right mm -hmm. uh, what is what is more of, of the of the same thing what is what is what is giving back for the for the for the community Okay, so, so th this is one of the nicer things that I think that you can do as a V-Expert Pro. That is actually tell people that it, it's not just about the most crazy technical solutions that you can blog about. How mm -hmm. you can do crazy stuff, how you can pull stuff up with, with scripts or with product integrations. And then you see some people think like, but hey, wait, all these guys are blogging about such, such and such. I don't have that knowledge. Mm -hmm. and then you have to stop up and tell them, look, it's, it's not just about the more technical, advanced stuff. Yeah. You need to be able to blog about everything because if people only read those blogs of those people, in the end, if you start with virtualization or with automation or with whatever, and you see only those advanced blogs, you go like, oh, I can't use this. Mm -hmm. I need somebody who explains me the basics. Yeah. So I try to tell people, look, just blog what you want to blog about. Mm -hmm. Make sure that whoever reads it can learn at least something from it. Mm -hmm. Even if it's just 1% of your article, Maybe that one percent is the one percent that one person needs. Yeah, is, is blogging the, the de facto way to to get to be a V expert, or are there other ways? I think it's the most recognized one because blogs are everywhere at the moment. But you can also speak in public, mm -hmm. like uh, for example at VMUG. I think um, if you reach out to Eric Schultz for next year, probably will tell you yeah, okay what I you think, want to talk about. I think about. we're on the agenda, but yeah. all of us. Mm -hmm. All of us are on the agenda. Well, you yeah. are. <laughs> yeah, well, you will. I'm, I'm on the agenda, and <laughs> I will be talking about the community as well, I think. Yeah. But yeah, indeed, so we're, yeah. Um, yeah. Um, you can talk about it. Then also you have the additional part where that is actually the, less, the least known one. Uh, that is basically when you work for, for example, the government and you're not allowed to blog about it, you can actually ask VMware to step up and of give you a vote of confidence for this. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And then I didn't know. That's no? okay. No, I didn't. Yeah, know. you you can. Yeah. So even if you are a big client and you're not allowed to blog about it, uh, you can actually ask that somebody gives you some accreditation for and this. What what does that entail? Does it mean that you get to write, I yeah. don't know, a, a document but can't put your name on it? But you will No, in, in that case it basically means that you at the client side which you are not allowed to talk about did so much effort to convince okay. a client to stick yeah. with VMware technology okay, and yeah. how they can yeah. actually use okay. VMware actually technology. So it's mainly yeah. internally focused. Be an, be an internal evangelist. And then exactly. we trust, and yeah. we trust uh, the community trusts that person that he says, hey, I'm internally doing everything yes. around VMware. Yes. Okay. So some okay. people seem to think that this is more or less the same as sales guys going to clients and convincing clients to use products. That's not the case. It's more like a sponsor. Yeah. 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 Okay. This is not about, um, what should I say, when, when you go as a pre-sales guy somewhere and you convince a client to buy something, that's not evangelism. Mm -hmm. No. Yeah, no but that's our job. So Yeah, that's, that's, yeah. Part, that's part of our job. Yeah. Yeah. But of course, uh, you, you have, uh, for example, uh, Fredericks and myself, we are, um, we're internal with VMware. Our job is to evangelize our products. The things we do beyond the actual, uh, our own product or the evangelizing of, of, of VMware, and the things like a V-beer or a podcast or a blog we write or whatever, that, that is that is that is going beyond what we are normally expected to do in our day-to-day -day job. So that's also what, what, what the community recognizes for us. 
Uh, so for example, if I look at my, I, I checked it yesterday and I think now I have four stickers in my, in my VExpert um, um, portal. Uh, one is uh, public speaking because I've, I've been talking at, at VMUX, I've been talking on a regular basis on, on, on wherever, wherever they, they ask me. Um, blogging, uh, video, uh, there's, and there's another one as well. So there, there are, there are four, four, four stickers you can earn. And of course, it's a gamification of your VExpert uh, <laughs> application. But still, these are the things that, that, that I do beyond what I should normally do. Because if I, if I would just say yes to the things I need to do for the business, and then um, let's say uh, let's say I can stop at five and I can start at nine and I in between I work for VMware. Fine, but I don't stop at at nine mm. or I don't start at nine. I, I don't <laughs> stop, stop at nine. Either. <laughs> I don't stop at nine either. So so for me for me this is just uh, being passionate about what 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 VMware can bring you, and that is of course blogging is indeed the most recognized. But if you look at um, I think Kim's first take on bringing a community thing alive was was also Vmusketeers. Yep, um, gathering a, a group of ten, or at that at that moment it was less, but gathering now a group of ten people that are passionate about what they're doing in day to day life, and then from there on um, uh, start to blog about it and then and then get recognized for it. So l let's say <clears throat> I'm I'm not the best writer, so mm -hmm. so blogging is out. I also have a face for radio, so YouTube is out. What what are the podcast? Eh? If you podcast. have a face for radio, radio. then it's yeah. a podcast. Eh? Yeah, that's what. That's doing. why. That's why we invited <laughs> you. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, other alternatives um, that, that allows you to contribute to the community, or yes, actually you can. That's something that one of my colleagues is doing. Jose is doing this. He's creating like uh, YouTube movies with instructionals. Okay. Yeah. So he's telling people, look, to do this, this, and this, and via Ray, you can use this, this, and this, and this is how you do it. Perfect. And you can actually do the same for VR and I. Nobody yep. is actually telling you exactly how you do the information transfer, uh, transfer to other people. You mm. can choose that all by yourself. Mm. So yeah. if you, if yeah. you, for example, put a, a YouTube channel on and you do screen captures of your demo yeah. Yeah. demo environment, for example, then you do a voiceover of that, uh, of that what you're doing, the yeah. how-tos, basically, and then you post those. Great. Could, and, and you can, you can, you can write two sentences in the beginning and two sentences in the, la in the, in the last one because the, the essential part is in the YouTube video. Yeah, that's good. And maybe take a disguise and make a superhero. Yeah. <laughs> so what I, what I, what I, cape. <laughs> one, of, one of my first blogs for Vmusketeers was um, we, we launched the vSAN, uh, I think it was back then, six, six or six, seven. Uh, and that was the moment we, we, um, we introduced the HTML5 client in mm. vCenter. But we didn't port all the workflows from uh, from the, the previous client to the HTML5 client. So what uh, what I did is I, for example, the FTT was uh, back then it was primary, secondary. It was a failure to tolerate method. It was it was a little bit confusing. And right now they uh, they changed it. They changed the workflows. And I made a comparison of if I do this, how does it look like in in the in the new client? Yeah, yeah. And that was one of my first blogs, I think. Mm -hmm. uh, to, yeah. um, Great. Yeah. So, for example, one of the things that I still miss and I'm really trying to find is all the different reportings I can get out of here and I without having to go through all the menus and mm. all the loops and holes because mm -hmm. nobody's ever put some effort into it. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Hint for the community. Challenge accepted. I feel an urge to start doing that. <laughs> Do you feel it? It's okay. That's okay. Yeah. That uh, was exactly what we were aiming I, for. I so. guess so. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, no, so that, that, that's, uh, that's a good thing. Um, Kim, you uh, said a, a second thing, which was um, V-beers. Yes, I did. Um, yeah, we're in Belgium. Uh, so we actually make beer. 
that's also good. We make a lot of beer, but what is a V beer for uh, for the for the V community? Good question, Stan. Can you kind of caught me there. <laughs> <laughs> I can I can answer maybe as well my own question. Yeah, well, to me it's more like um, just a gathering of people with some shared knowledge or some mm. shared, uh, should I say, interest, uh, interest, mm. obsession around VMware technology, and then we just talk and have beers and barbecue. Yeah. But it's mostly not just about, should I say, around technology. It's more to create a bond around, amongst each other. Mm. So if somebody has a question or has some information that he wants to share, we can actually do it. We even have our own platform now to do this. Yeah. We have our own Slack channel. Correct. Yeah. Which is actually being used. Yes. Yeah. Still Indeed. surprises me to this day because so many things in the past have failed in Belgium. Yeah. We seem to have kicked something off. It, now, it, so. it feels like it's really lowering the, the threshold to, to get the information that, that you need. I, I haven't attended all V-beers, mm -hmm. uh, unfortunately, but what I found most powerful was that you get to talk over a beer, uh, where, again, the threshold is much lower, um, to peers that are doing similar stuff. And you get to exchange ideas. How yes. did you do that? How did you do whatever? Mm -hmm. That, for me, was... I think it's very nice because you you don't feel threatened at all yeah. when you talk about stuff. Yeah. Even if you made a mistake, you just tell them, oh, yeah, I made a mistake there, and this is how I fixed it. And then the, the other guys go like, oh, this is how you can do this but too. But that's a, that's a learning yeah. moment. Eh? I think it's yeah, a learning moment for everyone. We should... We should we should more look to what we what we failed to do than what we accomplished to do. Yeah. So that's, um, yeah. Even if you don't like to talk about it on a stage, like for example on VMUG, over beer you normally in Belgium, mm. talk yeah, about stuff. <laughs> it's After a couple so of beers, it's <laughs> even easier. It's other stuff, yeah. 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 It's, yeah. Even, it's even it's still e a common interest. <laughs> it's even easier to talk about over, over beers to, uh, yeah. Yeah, with your peers. So. But it's, it's not just about technology, it's more also about what interest ourselves as people yeah, we talk that's about that's a missed opportunity yeah. peers and peers yeah, you can the next name you can do that that's okay yeah you can <laughs> peers and peers yeah, but, but, but that, that's that's exactly how how i see uh, see it evolving as well because in the beginning uh, i think one of the first v beers was the barbecue if mm -hmm. i'm not mistaken after vmug last year and um if i if i see the evolution in the v beers now um you don't only talk about technology anymore. In the beginning, it was, oh, what are you doing? Oh, I'm working for vendor X or partner Y, or I'm working for VMware or whatever. And right now it's a, hey, how is it with the kids? Mm -hmm. So you, you, you are now talking to the, the same people on a different level. Yeah. Because you're now becoming more more a community. You know, uh, you know a little bit about their background. You know a little bit about their friends and family. So you, you yeah, over a beer, you don't only talk about about these things and that strengthens the community as well. Uh, I think that's one of the major things that we have accomplished here because yeah. in the past it was only about the job, only about technology. So there was also just some kind of pressure mm -hmm. to talk about technology. Yeah. And we've taken that pressure a little bit off at Feebears, Yeah. which I think was a really good thing to do. Yeah. Because otherwise you don't really bond. So. No, that's true. And now, now you're at the point that uh, you you know a guy that knows a guy basically, yeah. and if you have an if you have an issue or question, pick up the phone, open Slack, whatever. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. So l l last week, last week I did a presentation for uh, for Fujitsu um, about about Visa, and the guy that was previously working at another employer now is part of the V community. He's now jumped to Fujitsu as a as a consultant or an architect, whatever, and he called me. Mm. Instead, I know you. You talk about Visa and our our speaker um, can't come. Could you please do the mm -hmm. do the speaking? Oh, yeah, sure. <laughs> 
So that's a guy that knows a guy, and yeah. that is that is super easy. So also the same thing we have um, we have Empower in uh, in Lisbon uh, uh, soon. Same thing. I I reached out on Slack to the people that are subscribed, say, hey guys, should we have a should we have a meal in somewhere in the evening? Because those guys are they are there, mm-hmm. and they need to fill their their evening somewhere. So it's same thing I did with the uh, VM World. Uh, should we have dinner? Yes, sure. And one of the guys brought his wife there to dinner because he, she was there as well. Yes, and that's when it got a little bit hazy. That's why <laughs> that's why it got a little bit V beard uh, then. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> But that it's was one excellent evening. That was that was that was great, and and you know nothing, nothing needs to be done, right? Mm. That there is no must. Mm. It's all possible, right? Mm. Yep. So you wanna you wanna leave early, fine. You wanna uh, you wanna come by or, uh, late, fine. All good. Um, so I, I still remember after uh, after one of the um, the gatherings for the Benelux, uh, I was uh, I was having dinner with Kim and with uh, with Tom, his boss. <laughs> we're sitting somewhere in a tapa bar. And uh, we're, we're just eating. It was nine or so, nine in the evening, nine p.m. in the evening. And uh, you saw the the restaurant uh, guy was like, ah, "I'm going to close off after these guys." And then his his colleagues came out, but they're all Dutch, <laughs> so they're all in in like orange shirts running on on the street. And they were so they they, they stepped in front of the of the restaurant and they saw us sitting in, inside. And you see them passing by, and then you see a guy <laughs> walking backwards. <laughs> looking inside the restaurant oh those guys are in there and you see the guy from the restaurant running outside <laughs> closed 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 and then he looks at the group open 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 <laughs> <laughs> and then we had a we had a we had a great evening there with, with everybody so yeah. it was, was super fun to see <laughs> but that's also a part of the community because if they know you're uh, you're open to mm. to those yeah. kind of events that's also part being part of the community that's which great. is very nice yeah. i think one of the things that we've done differently now with fee beers Apart from uh, everywhere else that I know, is um, we try to invite a speaker mm, at yeah. Beers, yeah. which is not that common as far as I know. No. Um, which is the part that I missed here in Belgium with Feedback, because I noticed that Eric tried to kick this off a couple of times uh, in, in the past, where he tried to set up different uh, local VMAC groups mm-hmm. where people would talk about uh, technology, but that didn't really kick off, which no. is the lack of the involvement of the whole community at that point in yeah. time. Uh, whereas we now said, okay, then let's maybe invite a speaker over to VBears and only have VBears X amount of times a year. Yeah. Which yeah. was would have been my feeling. I would still have done it uh, at least once a month. Yeah. But I think that would be too much at the moment. I think once a month is a bit too much. Yeah. We're now doing it once a quarter, which is also for, for from a workload yeah. perspective. I think not everybody is... is need to be there we can just if, if you if you break the chain of being there yeah, you just break the chain mm-hmm. of being there what it is what it is uh, but indeed we we invited uh, um, and it was of course immediately the very a very good one we invited Duncan Epping to to talk about his journey in the community and at that moment I asked Duncan to um, to talk about to talk about his journey for like 10 minutes you know it's a beer nothing nothing needs to be done we can we can you can just talk and in the end, he talked for an hour and a half or so, which which was fun, <laughs> because and then in, you know there was the day well the day the, he he wrote the book I think it was with Frank Denham and the Cluster Deep Dive I think so I ordered a couple of those books for the guys that ask questions because in Belgium we're not that open and mm. asking questions. Um, the first five or first three they got a book, and then from there on the questions just kept coming, and Duncan was like this this is how a community should mm. be should be working. Yeah. So he was um, he was thanking me also later on on, on Twitter like th- this was the great evening 
just because the setup was awesome. Yeah, that was really good. We spent quite some time in that setup. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, and then also we we, yeah. we did one at um, uh, how you call it a uh, sterwacht. I don't know how you call it in uh, in English, but star gazing. Yeah. Uh, so the, yeah, one of the one of the um, yeah the, the groups looking after uh, yeah, looking after the stars and whatever mm, uh, if they're still there if they're still there and uh, if they're still in the same place and uh, <laughs> let's uh, let's let's look to uh, to 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 yeah to to venus whatever and one one of those um, gatherings vbeer gatherings was there mm-hmm. which is kind of cool as well so uh, we talked a lot about uh, the the benefits on, on community feeling are there other benefits for uh, yes. listening that they want to become the expert what are the kind of benefits do they get well no. we didn't really talk about the benefits no, yet. not yet yeah. <laughs> no, not yet. So uh, yeah, we uh, so once you get to be a V expert, um, you get uh, uh, pre uh, pre briefings for launches of products. That's one thing. Um, you get um, and that's for me one of the of the things that that, that kept me going was uh, Ravello Labs. So uh, most of us have a, a lab at home, or uh, we we need to take uh, we, we go to hands on labs to to show stuff. Um, and then uh, and then Kim showed me Ravello, which is an, an, a cloud offering, and we get uh, what is it, thousand CPU hours uh, a year? Uh, no, a, a month, month. Sorry, yeah, a month. Uh, a month, uh, but you can just test uh, stuff. So, for example, uh, Kim and myself were uh, were sharing blueprints in uh, in Ravello. Uh, so he builds most of the blueprints, and I'm using them, <laughs> and then and then, uh, and then uh, get, gather, gathering all the all the info, and it it, it, it works very well. For example, uh, there is a stretch cluster running there. Uh, all yeah. my PowerPoint presentations are being screenshot from that lab mm. because that is that is our own presentations are good but there's there is not much usable uh, graphics in there from for, for example vcenter and stuff you can mm. do there um, so it's all being screenshotted from there and you don't need to have anything at home you yeah. just kick off your lap and uh, and and yeah, it start working and you just log in and you can start and it's way faster than hands-on lab yes that's <laughs> also can imagine a, it's a big advantage yeah, yeah. Yeah. The only thing you have to do is to spend a lot of time in developing the blueprints. Yeah. But once you have the blueprints, if your lab goes basically to shit, you just redeploy and within half an hour you have a new lab. Yeah. Or you have a really good friend that shares blueprints. Blueprints, yeah. <laughs> that's, uh, that's, uh, that's how you can do it as well. And it's, you know, that, that, that is also... Part of the community. Part of the yeah. community, right? So, no, but that, that for me that is one of the, of the better things. Um, and of course, yeah, the, just the the sharing is caring part of the community. Mm. That's for me. Of course, there is there is more. You can have uh, yeah, there is plural site or whatever in there as well. Still, so there is there is more to the community than only only those the, those two things. For for me, those are the are one of the one of the the main advantages. Yeah. Of course, you work for VMware, but if you don't work for VMware, yeah. then you would have to use try licenses to set up your lab. Yeah, and that's again, really yeah. hassle to change yeah. those licenses and change your whole uh, test environment. But as a V expert, you get license for a whole year mm. also for yeah. uh, the main product stacks, which basically is almost everything. Yeah, yeah there's a complete yeah. V realized suite in there. There is every, everything is in there, and it's the, the 95% of yeah. the product yeah. stack. Yeah. So even network insight is there now, as yeah. far as I remember. Yeah. Yeah. So you don't have to download those bits and pieces anymore to get the trial license. Well, you still have to download it, mm. but at least mm. you get the license for yeah. free for a nice. year. Mm. Yeah. They try to make sure that you, if you have a license from VExpert, that the license will not expire before the new uh, the renewal of, of the VExpert license yeah. is out, which sometimes fails a little bit. Yeah, that was uh, yeah. <coughs> yeah. So uh, so yeah, th- it's yeah. I, d- I don't think it's a big issue. At least for me, it has never been a big issue mm. that sometimes the license run out for like a week or whatever. No, normally you know, it's, it's a free gift. 
I'm very grateful that VMware is willing to offer mm. this to uh, to the V experts. So if, if I lose my lab for like a week or a week or no. two, it's still okay for me. Yeah. Uh, and other things, uh, Kim, from a VXpert point of view, that are really, really interesting? If you do blogging, uh, yeah. each year there's a kind of a competition where you can basically say, hey, I want to do some blogging at VMworld. And there's like 50 free passes, so free tickets basically for VMworld that uh, the VXpert program is able to hand out. Mm -hmm. Uh, most of the times, most of the pass go to the U.S. because the U.S. event is, of course, a lot bigger than well, in Europe. Well, it's 50 worldwide. Yes. Oh, it's okay. not that many. Yeah. Um, maybe my number is a bit wrong here, but I know it's not that many. So, yeah. mm. But you you were uh, the last two years or so, or three years? Uh, I think the last three years I got my bloggers pass yeah. from the VXpert program, yeah. which basically is uh, a whole pass that you get from, from the VXpert program. Yeah. It does not restrict you in any sense, even better. Uh, if you are one of those bloggers, you get to sit with the press, which is at the front of the stage. Nice. Yeah. So you don't have to sit all the way in the back. You can just walk yeah. up to the front. And the kettle class. Yeah. You, kettle class. Yeah. you it's can smell the sneakers. Uh, <laughs> anybody, anybody who likes to take pictures, this, this is the place to sit. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah. So, Frederick, that's where you need to be next year then, uh, yeah, to <laughs> take the pictures. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, then, uh, and then you said... Um, one other thing, uh, and that's uh, where both of us are involved. Um, you said um, VBS, the expert, and you once during the complete uh, talk conversation now said the expert pro. Mm -hmm. Now I know that there are um, sub um, domains in the V expert program, which is more related to the product. Yep. Um, so if you're very fond on VSAN or NSX or whatever, uh, <laughs> you are um, you oh, are. You're the whatever, yeah, you're the whatever. Uh, so um, so um, you can have stickers for that as well. But what is a VXpert Pro? So I think, yeah, I still think that the title has been chosen a little bit unfortunate because it looks like we are more and better than the other guys, which is not the case. Mm -hmm. Basically, a VXpert Pro is somebody who just tries to engage people into the VXpert program. We try to tell people, hey, why are you not applying for a free expert program? Because you have so much knowledge. Mm -hmm. You're sharing already so much. Why don't you step up a little bit? Yeah. That's, uh, that's something that, yeah, we so are, uh, yeah. that we are trying to do now in, yeah. the, in the BLUX region, uh, which is working quite okay. Because in the beginning, we said we had only what is it, 12 people in total. Mm -hmm. We now have 22 or 24 people in total, uh, which is... Uh, which is we added just them. over the course of one year. Yeah, that's yeah. very good. Yeah, we added we added a couple of new guys, and also we added on the Slack yeah. um, guys that want to be VXpert, just to give them like, you know, if, if you're for example VXpert, that's also one of the advantages you can get to the VXpert Slack. That's a worldwide Slack, mm. but you need to be become VXpert before you mm. can enter that VXpert mm. uh, Slack. So what we said is we will make a, a private VXpert Slack on so it was channel on Slack for the VXperts. And then we will make the complete Slack open for everybody else. Mm -hmm. So if someone wants to join VXpert, they can already look around how it can how it how it would be looking like in the in the yeah. VXpert Slack, yeah. right? Also to bring them more on board to, mm -hmm. to basically give them a lower stepping stone. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So we are actually recruiters. That actually yeah. Yeah. is actually what the pro does and is. Yeah. But what I wanted to achieve with with the whole thing in Belgium was to get the part of the feeling of elitism 
to, mm-hmm. to really dissipate it. I, mm-hmm. I didn't like it because mm-hmm. this is a free community. This really is about community. Yeah. This is not about being better than somebody else. This is more about taking care of each one another in, yeah. in the same group. Yeah, so that's and that's something that we're trying to do now more and more. And also, if I'm if I'm coming into customers or partners, uh, and I see somebody sitting in front of me, and that I feel he's he or she is 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 more passionate, then I hey, did you think about? And then what is it? And then you can just start this conversation, mm-hmm. basically. And from there on, we can uh, we can move uh, move to the V expert yeah, status. And if the future, they want, right? You just direct them to the podcast. That's what we will do. <laughs> we'll just shut it. So I will stop talking now. Here's yeah. the link. Here's, cool. the, here's the link. <laughs> and if it's a partner, direct into the partner Slack. Yes, 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 yes. That's also a very good one from you. So I have been abroad now for, for like eight months. Mm-hmm. And even there, I still try to convince people to, uh, to join the V-Expert program because some of those guys really have knowledge mm-hmm. that I would like them to share. Mm. And it's sometimes and it takes a bit of time, but some of the guys are stepping up now. Yeah, so and it's, and it's, as we learned, we, we don't need to be technical or being all over the place with our tec- technicalities. No, we can just have the how-tos yeah. or, you or don't have to be You don't have to be a Frank Daneman <laughs> to become a V-expert. <laughs> and I think a lot of people still think, oh, but these guys do so much stuff. I can never compete, but it's, it's not a competition. So no. No, it's not. It's, it's no, not, it's not a competition. Not a matter of numbers, also. I, I no. know some people that blog once or two, twice a year, and also are a V expert. But if they do, for example, then uh, being part of a podcast or they're, yeah. they're, they're, they're speaking yeah. at the VMAC, for example, that's the moment yeah. they they would become more recognized within the community as well. Mm-hmm. And of course, as a V expert pro, that's maybe one of the uh, of the uh, the good things we have is that we can um, add the possible. Well, we have the possibility to to share. To share the the knowledge of the of the so no we have the possibility to um, create the community more and more right so we, we we have a vote for who is the who will become the next V expert yes but as you said there are some people with just one or two Go ahead. yeah just one or two um, blocks and they still get to become V expert we try to get rid of them this year because we also found out that some of the guys who actually become the expert uh, or are still the expert only did two blocks so one at VMworld and then one right before the uh, election of the expert program was taking place so actually so, actually yeah. buying buying their share mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> yeah. Their doing really really less than the minimum to become a V expert mm. yeah. you really have to put in some effort into the community otherwise you don't Makes sense. To become and it's also sense. also how you create a strong yeah. community. Yeah. Uh, if you if you would if you would allow everybody that that shares one or two things in a year to become a V expert, mm-hmm. yeah, that might not be enough. You, right? you get yeah. what you put in. Yes. 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 So even if you speak at some other conventions, uh, those those talks that you've had over there, you can just put into your V expert application. And based on all of the information that you send off to the V-Expert team, they will make a decision whether or not you qualify for mm. V-Expert that yeah. year. Yeah. Mm. About the application, five sentences. How many times per year? And what should be um, definitely in your application? Okay. <laughs> so, a V-Expert application only two times a year. Mm-hmm. One uh, r- around the summertime and then one at the uh, end of the year. Okay. What should definitely be in it is your name, of course, um, your um, VMTN, username. Uh, username, of course, your email address, and then everything you've done. 
Mm-hmm. I've seen people put in there just like, oh, I have a blog. Yeah, uh, sorry, but we're not going to read all the blogs. Mm-hmm. Only maybe if we know you, um, we may just quickly have a look. But what we actually expect you to do is to not just give you, give us just the link to your blog, but just tell us what the best articles are. Like, yeah. for example, the f- top five articles on your blog. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the articles that you're most proud of or the top five po- podcast or the places that you've been speaking at. Now, there's a catch-22. If you have been a public speaker somewhere and there are recordings or there are links to your presentation, even if it's in, uh, should I say, just uh, a page where it lists you as a speaker, please add that link as well mm. because otherwise we can't verify it. Yeah. And even if it's in different languages because that's if, yeah. you're, if you're, for example, the Dutch VMUG, it's mostly in Dutch. Uh, yeah. So uh, so then then we uh, then now this week the recordings came on uh, came yeah, online. So, yeah. um, you can just list your 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 session if you want. Yeah. Uh, okay. You just between brackets you say this is in Dutch, but hey, this is what yeah. I did there. Right. But that's fine because community is more than just English yeah. or Dutch or French or German. Whatever it doesn't really matter. Everywhere. Yeah. That's so. it. Yeah. So um, okay, cool. Uh, thank you very much, Kim, for the for the time. I think we're uh, around forty minutes now of uh, of community speech, which is good. Um, thank you guys for uh, joining the podcast once again. No problem. Um, thank you, Kim, for joining again, and uh, yeah, talk to you soon. Yes, yeah. thanks, and thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.